It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, the show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on a Monday, December 5th. I'm your host, Josh Gessman. Mr. Baxter is still over at the World Cup in Qatar. He uh, he did call me last week. Never, never believed what he was about to tell me. Um, but that's what we're going to talk about. Listen, this show is going to be very singularly focused. Uh, the LA Galaxy uh, got sanctioned by Major League Soccer on Friday for stuff that happened in 2019. It was a surprise in terms of we had not heard of any investigation going on. There was no indication, at least uh, any any way far back, that there was anything to investigate. Although certainly some questions, and I, and I think we remember some of that. Um, but as it goes right now, uh, we're, that's what we're going to focus on. I, I would love to tell you about Servando. Uh, I was going to say Servando Carrasco. I just saw his, uh, he ran an Ironman. I was watching his, his Instagram. Um, he, he did that. Um, I was going to say Mark Delgado, possibly. I would love to talk about Mark Delgado, possibly going to Chivas. Um, not LAFC, but Chivas in, in Guadalajara. Um, I would love to talk about that, but there's really not that much information on that there's just like you know one story from one guy this one time at band camp um and that's really all we have from it so there's not a lot to talk about there i would love to tell you more about you know maybe the upcoming preseason of which we know now that there are 82 days until the la galaxy kick off uh against uh, lafc at the rose bowl in pasadena we also know that they are a mere 33 days from reporting the dignity health sports park under greg Vanny, who is now the sporting director of the LA Galaxy. Talk about that as well. 33 days until they report on January 7th to start preseason training. There's the whole uh, Coachella Valley Invitational, the CBI coming up. So there's that stuff. And we'd love to talk about all that. But instead, we have to talk about grown men who couldn't do their job in the right way, so they decided to cheat. Uh, it, do not let anybody... Um, change this by the way and, and there's going to be lots of people who i think are going to want to try to change the wording of things oh well the la galaxy got sanctioned um you know it was a payroll problem it was all of this stuff no that's not how it's going to work the la galaxy cheated stop with this narrative too that the la galaxy cheating did not accomplish anything you know at least if they're going to cheat they should they should win something la galaxy went to the playoffs in 2019 Without Christian Pavone, did the LA Galaxy make the playoffs? I don't know, because it was pretty touch and go there, right? Was Zlatan, that was the year. Christian Pavone came in and finally gave Zlatan a good partner to come in with. LA Galaxy get to the playoffs, so they did something. They used it to advance. So now, you want to talk about a fun stat. Since 2017, the LA Galaxy have only one legitimate playoff appearance, which was last season. All right. A season where basically uh, it looks like Chris Klein almost divorced himself from a lot of the decisions that were being made in order to, you know, get a season that was that was semi, I guess, you know, righted by by Greg Banny. And even that's sort of a question mark in a lot of things. So remember, just like whenever you hear the Astros and somebody did say this, at least the LA Galaxy didn't win a, a championship uh, under this whole thing. Uh, because if you did, you would be like the Astros, right? You would never be able to live it down. Everybody would know you're a cheater because you cheated to win the biggest prize in your sport. The Galaxy got to the playoffs. It's a much lower bar. They're still cheaters. 
You have to label every single person who was associated with this team at that time as cheaters because it took more than one person to do what they did. All right. If this was the NCAA and I, you know, way back in the day, whenever I was uh, before I had really found soccer, I was a big college football guy. Right. So I go to go and watch Arizona State games, a whole bunch of fun stuff. I had season tickets. Great because they like, cost no money whenever you're, you know, a semi poor college student or just out of college. And you don't have a lot of money going to a college football game uh, in the town where you were uh, where, where you went to college. They cost like no money. So it was great. Uh, if we were to relate this to like the NCAA, they, this is the lack of institutional control, right? And there's so many things that you could say. And I, we have no definitives. The LA Galaxy aren't talking. It's funny. Somebody probably talked in order for there to be an investigation about something that happened years ago, right? Somebody got angry. Maybe Boca sent a sent a bill to the league and was like, hey, you know, nobody's paid this money. Um, and uh, you guys still owe us money. And the league goes, what, what money, you know? So let's go, let's go to this, uh, Friday. Let me tell you about my Friday. My Friday was a really good Friday. Having a good Friday. was really enjoying it. Uh, my mother-in-law was in town. It was my son's birthday. Everything was going good. We had a big weekend planned. Like it was, it was fine. It, we were going to have a good time. So my telephone call comes in at about 1.05 PM and it's, it's K-Backs. And Kevin calls me and he goes, and, and by the way, Kevin's been in Qatar. We've been texting, but we haven't really had any phone calls because the, there's no reason for us to communicate for most of the stuff that's going on. Uh, he goes, hey, um, FYI, some big news about to drop for the galaxy. And I said, well, what? I go, we haven't, I haven't heard of anything. You're in Qatar. So how do you know what's going on? Whole deal. He goes, it's coming in. The galaxy got fined and sanctioned for violating the, the roster guidelines, and the budget guidelines. And I said, they what? When? And immediately I said, it's Ricky. Got to be Ricky, right? Has to be Ricky Poosh. Because nobody takes a salary hit, a cap hit, you know, or, or salary cut like Ricky to come play in Major League Soccer. Remember that? And by the way, if you don't think there, there are red flags raised all over now um, with everything you're doing, I would imagine it's fine. But I was like, it has to be Ricky. He goes, no, it's for Pavone in 2019. I go, 2019. And so my immediate thing was who talked, who talked? Because basically that's done and dusted, right? That's gone. So Kevin and I got to talk for all of five minutes. Uh, I got to, uh, get settled at my computer and wait for the press release to come out. Uh, saw the press release come out and here's what it said. It said, Major League Soccer today announced sanctions imposed on the LA Galaxy for violating salary, budget, and roster guidelines during the 2019 season. The LA Galaxy entered into agreements that were not disclosed that included payments that were not accounted for in the calculation of Christian Pavone's salary, budget, and roster category. The undisclosed agreements and payments resulted in the improper classification of Pavone as a targeted allocation money player in 2019 who should have occupied a designated player spot. Here we go. Sanctions, the penalties. We'll, we'll go, don't worry, we'll dive into these. The sanctions the LA Galaxy include uh, against the LA Galaxy include a $1 million fine for the club, a $1 million loss of available future general allocation money, and the Galaxy will be prohibited from registering a player who requires the receipt of an international transfer certificate, that's the ITC, from outside of the United States and Canada during the secondary transfer window in 2023. For his involvements in the agreements, LA Galaxy President Chris Klein has been suspended from any sporting-related responsibilities through the conclusion of the primary transfer window in 2023. It's probably May. We'll continue. During that time, Greg Vanny will be pro promoted to sporting director and will report directly to AEG president and CEO Dan Beckerman. Additionally, former general manager Dennis DeCloso will be required to sum submit an application with the office of the commissioner should he wish to secure employment with an MLS club. All right. Let's get hit a couple things. Uh, what they gave us a $2 super chat says it's only cheating when you get caught and they did. Uh, not even good enough to not get caught, right? Uh, what they gave us another $2 super chat. I hope we cheated when we signed Cabral. <laughs> Tony, $5 super chat. Hey, Josh, how will this affect Karofsky's tenure in the LA Galaxy? <laughs> so many good questions. I think we're going to talk. Let's go back to the main player. Sh shall we get in our little time machine and go back a little bit? Let's go back a little bit. 
Let's go back a little bit. LA Galaxy acquire forward Christian Pavone, 23-year-old Argentine attacker with World Cup experience, joins the LA Galaxy on loan from Boca Juniors in Argentina, August 8th, 2019. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Uh, Christian is a young and dynamic attacking addition who has the talent to be one of the most effective offensive players in Major League Soccer, said LA Galaxy general manager Dennis DeClosa. Let's mark down all of the main players in this, and I'm going to tell you who I think are the main players behind this. You have Dennis DeClosa as general manager at this time. You have Guillermo, Guillermo Barra-Scolotto, who's the LA Galaxy head coach. Do You have to remember that during that time, Guillermo was sourcing his contacts in South America, in Argentina, to try and find and, and get somebody like a Christian Pavone, right? And so this was one of those first real flexings of power. It was GBS working with Dennis DeClosa, and they were trying to sort of put something together uh, for Christian Pavone. So this was that, I, I feel like, the first real big flex of that muscle um, that sort of said, okay, these guys have it. So the main players that you have here, as far as I know, and the best of my knowledge, is Guillermo Barish-Coloto, GBS. You have Dennis DeClose, the DTK. You have Jovan Karofsky in there, and you have Chris Klein. All right? Now, could any of those guys been cut out of deals that other people made? I'll tell you that from reading what Major League Soccer has shown here to me, right, it says that they are actually blaming... Dennis DeClosa more than anything else. Okay. And the only reason that the penalties don't show that is because Dennis DeClosa is not in the league and he cannot be punished because he's not part of the league. But if he wants to come back to the league, then the league could then decide to punish him. Right. Basically, they put him on notice saying, if you want to come to this league, you just have to submit an application. And when you do, we will get to punish you because we think this is you. Right. And certainly from inside the galaxy, that has been the hint. Okay, I don't know how much you can trust that. In fact, I wouldn't trust that. I will just tell you that the hint has been blame Dennis DeClosa. All right. And surprisingly, my phone didn't light up with text from Dennis DeClosa saying, you know what? This is totally outrageous and ridiculous. Maybe it will. Maybe he'll hear this. He was actually a pretty good podcast listener. He would listen a lot. Um, so when you look at what this says right here, to me, it says something Dennis DeClosa did with the knowledge of Chris Klein, got the LA Galaxy in trouble. All right. Uh, the the bottom line here is that they've, they've sort of set up the pecking order of things of how it goes with LA Galaxy President Chris Klein being suspended for any sporting-related responsibilities through that primary transfer window, which is May, right? So basically middle of May, end of May, somewhere in there. That's when we expect that. Okay, so that is the big suspension because they had to they had to get somebody and it was probably Chris Klein. Now, does that mean that I think that Chris Klein is without blame in that? <laughs> no. No. Again, grown men not being able to do their job competently has what's got us into this. We have been talking about the L.A. Galaxy's inability to find the best people for the best job. Right. And maybe we were too rainbow sighted. Maybe we were two rose colored glasses with Dennis DeClosa as well. All right. But let's not pretend like the LA galaxy saw something that Dennis did and said, Oh no, that's bad. They renewed his contract. They were willing to keep him on for another year. Dennis walked away from that. So let's not even give him credit for being like, we're, we want to walk away from Dennis because he did bad things. Right. I mean, that doesn't even work because bottom line is they renewed his contract. They picked it up. All right. Again, we go back to the NCAA lack of institutional control. Dan Beckerman's on this list of people who get to stay and who seem untouched from this. And as the league looks, AEG is an owner. Right. And so they must see that there's no problem with AEG remaining owners. It wasn't the owner who did this. Although if we look at previous, the only other previous cheating scandals that we have in Major League Soccer with Miami, it was one of the owners who was very active in this that ended up getting, let's say, the majority of the of the of the bite there. Although it was, again, the sporting directors, the guys inside the team who got suspended to the point where then the, the contract was terminated. Right. So. Dan Beckerman apparently gets to still oversee things, even though under his oversight, the LA Galaxy were able to cheat. Now, maybe he didn't know, which, again, is sort of like Chris Klein saying, well, maybe Chris Klein didn't know what Dennis DeClosa and Guillermo Barrescoletto were doing. Maybe GBS had nothing to do with this because his name's not mentioned in this. But if you go back to 2019, he was an integral part 
of bringing Christian Pavone to the LA Galaxy. And it's the payments and agreements, which indicates that there are lawyers, there are contracts, right? There are an accountants. Uh, my buddy Aaron uh, always hits me up on Facebook and is a, is a good commenter on our YouTube afterwards. Uh, Aaron hit me. He goes, you know, there's like lawyers and accountants who are part of this, who are all part of AEG or the LA Galaxy, who had to have signed off or who had who would have had to seen this money go somewhere. And And what does that mean, too? The big deal when this was signed was that Boca had loaned Christian Pavone to the LA Galaxy for free. So if you're asking me to like guess, I'm going to say that it wasn't for free, that there was more payment, all right? Or you could look at the 1.2 million and say, technically, Christian Pavone got more money. Maybe he got an agreement for cars or sponsorships or housing. All that stuff has to be calculated for and put into all of these salary cap numbers. So maybe it was that. And you can't sit there. Maybe it was an honest mistake. <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. I tried. Maybe it was an honest mistake. Maybe somebody added something on there. Well, it's not compensation. We don't have to count that. And in MLS rules, it says it does. Pretty hard to imagine, though, with the amount of MLS experience that was in the front office at the time. Right. So we talk about Dan Beckerman not knowing. Maybe that's true. But then again, if Chris Klein didn't know, that's also a bad thing, right? If you don't know what's going on in your own company underneath you, right? The people underneath, you still have to take the blame. That means you weren't doing your job because people were able to hide stuff from you. You didn't find it, or maybe they did. Maybe Chris Klein was the, was the whistleblower. He said, we just found this and we know what it is. And this is bad, right? We won't know that because AEG and the LA galaxy really aren't talking, right? And we also know that Chris Klein is in a contract year. He has a contract that we imagine runs through the end of the year. That was sort of the, the indication that we got. I reached out to the LA Galaxy now the last two days on Friday and on Monday and asked for the current contract status of, of Chris Klein. Um, that was not immediately available. And listen, I don't think that AEG and Dan Beckerman and Chris Klein are going to tell everybody in the company what Chris Klein's current contract status is. If you remember, he got a contract extension after 2017 and there was never any announcement. The only reason we knew about it is that Kevin knew Kevin found out he had been told. And so whenever you're told he reported it, and then they said that they were going to announce it and they never did. I, what I imagine is happening right now. And if I get to pr prognosticate, this is opinion, right? I don't know this for a fact. I would imagine that Chris Klein has a contract that runs through December 31st. And then he doesn't have a contract after that. And I would imagine that what happens coming up early in January is you find out that the LA Galaxy have not extended Chris Klein's contract and they will let that run out. And he will serve that suspension basically in absentia, right? He won't be attached to a team. That's what I believe. Right. So that's where I was thinking. And, and listen, I love I love the conspiracy theories that are in here. Oh, well, Chris Klein figured out that he wasn't getting a contract renewal. So he blew the whistle on the galaxy. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's how it happened. But the bottom line is, again, grown men not able to do their job under the guidelines and rules that are placed forth within the league. And yes, they're confusing. They're opaque. Um, they're difficult to work with. You have to constantly keep up on the rules and find loopholes and work throughs, right? The bottom line is that before this was found out, the LA galaxy were known as a team that would bend the rules, but not break them. All right. The most, uh, you know, the most successful team in major league soccer, five MLS cups, all right. The, the jewel of all of major league soccer got caught cheating in a year that they got to the playoffs. Does that sound like the tenure of the jewel of Major League Soccer? And does this come out just after your rivals won an MLS Cup in LA? Is the battle for relevancy now even more of an uphill battle in Los Angeles because the LA Galaxy? Somebody said it very well. They said, here we thought LAFC were the bad guys the whole time. This was a fan. Here I thought LAFC were the bad guys the whole time. Turns out the LA Galaxy were the bad guys. Right? That's where you're at. 
That's where you're at right now. The LA Galaxy are the cheaters, right? Now, Miami has weathered their cheating scandal pretty well. I'm not saying it's forever, okay? But it will be forever if you don't break ties with everything that you have in that front office, everywhere in that whole entire office building, all right? Because the taint of cheating, right? That smell of cheating, right? Is with you now. Anything you do, look, I mean, Ricky Pooj now, completely under the microscope because the LA Galaxy cheated once, so they cheat again to get Ricky Pooj. That sort of was an unbelievable deal, right? This is the problem that comes with getting caught for something like this, even in 2019. All right. Uh, what they gave us a $5 super chat says, uh, any clue how long these sanctions were known before announced or told by Baxter? Such a weird time with the soccer. I imagine they knew it for a while. Listen, MLS absolutely did a Friday afternoon news dump uh, to be nice to the LA Galaxy. I don't know why. I wouldn't have. Throw the book at them. Throw the book at them. All right? Because... I, <laughs> You want to take the fun out of something? Do what the LA Galaxy did. Do what Dennis DeClosa and Chris Klein and Guillermo Barrescalotto and anybody else who's in that front office just did to all of you fans. Take the fun out of soccer. All right? I'm fine with getting beaten on a level playing field. I like the test. I like the downs in order to get to the ups, right? I've told it many times before. 2009, one of my favorite seasons to watch. Galaxy make it to an MLS Cup and didn't get there. Why it was 2009 so much fun to watch? It was unexpected. It was clear and obvious the Galaxy were on this upward path and they get to an MLS Cup that they probably should have won and they didn't. And how that set up 2010 winning a supporter shield and getting knocked out in the conference. Again, it's the storytelling that happens. Then 2011, the payoff. 2012, the payoff. 2014, the payoff. Right? That's what sports is about, battling through the adversity. Remember we had AJ Delagarza on here not too long ago? I mean, somebody needs to call up AJ Delagarza and apologize for just stinking up the LA Galaxy brand as soon as he decided to retire an LA Galaxy player. That man deserves better than whatever crap was just pulled by the LA Galaxy. All right. So. That's that's sort of where we sit now. There's these punishments are real, by the way. Listen, the million dollars that, you know, the LA Galaxy refined is nothing that. OK, AEG just sneezed and that fell out of their pockets when they did it. Not a big deal. The million dollars in future general allocation money is a big deal. OK, that doesn't necessarily mean the general allocation money they have right now is theirs. It seems to be right. This future jam idea is an is an interesting one, right? But basically, it seems to be any increases in general allocation money. Anytime you get an increase, they're going to take it away. And they're going to keep doing that until you paid a million dollars, right? And maybe that means that whenever you sell a player, that they're going to take that money away. Could. We don't know the details on that, all right? But it's not like the Galaxy are starting a million dollars in the hole. They're going to gradually have a million dollars taken from them out of this general allocation. That's a bigger deal, though. Because how that happens and how that puts you on a, an even playing field with everybody else is important, right? The Chris Klein suspension is huge too. It pulls Chris Klein away from that position as president. And if he was looking for a soft landing, and remember, he's also part of the, uh, the, the World Cup committee, right? How does this, I mean, I don't think you can have a cheater be on your World Cup committee, although <laughs> FIFA... They're all about that. He may he may be in line for a uh, for for a a a like you know head one of the governorships in FIFA. He could be he could be president of FIFA now that they caught him cheating. Don't mind the noise. My coaster got attached to my Dr Pepper there. So Greg Vanny now promoted to sporting director. That feels permanent. By the way, I don't know that that's coming back. Whether or not Greg Vanny and whether or not the LA Galaxy will go out. Remember, they could have had Garth Lagerway. Right? Maybe they talked to him. And they told him, hey, listen, we got the sanctions things coming down. Um, so, you know, if you could just step in after that. And Garth Lagerway is like, I'm not, I'm not touching that. Not going to be part of that. How does that affect players who want to come now? You're talking about 
Aaron Long, a free agent, a highly touted free agent in Major League Soccer right now, a domestic player, center back, a position of need for, I would imagine, a handful of teams. The LA Galaxy want to go after Aaron Long. Hey, Aaron, we really like you to come over. Yeah, we cheated, but you know we're better than that now. We feel, we feel like we got over it. Now, in some ways, they have that going for him. Greg Vanney has already proven that he's able to turn things around within an organization that has been acting dysfunctionally. Okay. And with the what we'll call the main source, or at least the figurehead for that dysfunction suspended, right? It seems that there are better days ahead, or at least there's optimism ahead. I know there's lots of people. I at first was like, well, they can't suspend somebody for that long unless they have a contract. I've, I've walked that back. I don't think Chris Klein ever comes back. That's my opinion. He could. And if he does, I would imagine that that's a pretty big smack in the face to all LA Galaxy fans saying, yeah, well, I mean, he cheated, but, you know, he wasn't good at it. I just I just don't know. If you're trying to win a battle for hearts and minds in an already contested area of the city, how you go out and get caught cheating and then bring everybody back for that would be beyond me. It, it seems implausible and incomprehensible that something like that would happen. That's me, right? That's what I'm thinking. And I've thought this before. I have said many times that I didn't think Chris Klein was coming back. And then what was it last week? It was probably last Thursday, right? So it was like four days ago, five days ago. Whenever I was like, I expect Chris Klein is going to be back next year because they're going to give him like a year or something like that. Now you throw this on top of that. The guy who's supposed to be in charge gets caught cheating. And again, don't let anybody not use the cheating word. All right. Don't let everybody not use the cheating word because that's what they did. All right. They cheated and it should be a huge embarrassment. AEG has to pay a million dollars. Listen, it may not be much money to them, but the fact they have to do that, right, should drive them crazy. Again, the oversight there. Where has it been? Tim Laiwiki. Would you think Tim Laiwiki would have let this happen? Right. And Tim Laiwiki is a guy who left AEG under some interesting power dynamics going on. That was driven more by, I think, Tim Lawicki's sort of want for everything uh, and to control everything and be the guy who's in charge of everything. That probably is what ended up happening with that, right? So now what do you do? You, you could have gone out and gotten Garth Lagerway. You didn't. So now he's off to Atlanta. So who else comes in now? If you're, it, you, can't, you can't put Chris Klein back in that seat. You cannot after all of this. I wonder how everybody survives this. Right. I think the only person who can sort of stand there, I think the coaching staff with Greg Vanny, I think they are excluded from this. Right. Because they came after this is not their doing. Who knows? Maybe it was them who found it. Maybe it was those guys. They were digging through some of the old stuff and saying, hey, wait a minute. What's this payment we owe to Boca and ran it up the flagpole? And everybody's like, I don't remember seeing this. And everybody's and then Chris Klein's like, oh, yeah, I signed that with Dennis. Right. So. This is this is the the big things that you have to look at. I mean, if you want a blueprint for everything that sort of happened, and remember, 2019, and it's the second half of 2019 where this really affects, right? Because after that, in 2020, as a matter of fact, not even in 2020, still in 2019, on November 18th of 2019, the LA Galaxy extended the loan of Christian Pavone and made him a designated player. After that, there's no more cheating. Right, because designated players, you can pay them whatever you want to do. Okay. If you want a roadmap for sort of what this is going to look like, you can look at Miami. Now, Miami got violent, got way worse in terms of it. Uh, they were fined two million dollars. The organization, not just a million dollars, so twice as much. Inter Miami's allocation dollars for 2022 and 2023 were reduced by 2.27 million dollars. Right, a much bigger hit. Uh, the former Inter Miami CF chief operating officer and sporting director Paul McDonough uh, is suspended from M uh, any MLS-related activity for the remainder of the 2021 MLS season and through the entire 2022 season. He was fired. Right, McDonald McDonough may petition the office of the commissioner on March 1st for a review of this suspension period. Right, they also find managing owner Jorge Mas was fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in that. If you want to see, if you want to see the roadmap for what's going to happen, you can look at Miami. 
All right. And Miami is weathering it. And it's fine. But the first thing you think of whenever Miami comes in is like, oh, how many DPs do they have? How many times are they going to do it? Right. Because what they ended up having like five DPs. So that's the roadmap that now comes part of this. Right. And every big signing, like I said earlier, like Ricky Pooj, you're going to have a question mark. Uh, what they gave us a $2 super chat and says, uh, can I already see the TIFOs when, uh, when the galaxy are away at San Jose and LAFC? Yeah. Own it. I had LAFC people retweeting my story, calling the LA galaxy cheaters. I'm like, yeah, what, what are the LA, what is going to happen? MLS dumped it on a Friday with the world cup going on in order to make it go away. That doesn't get to happen here. Do you remember whenever I had the, uh, wooden spoon in the studio? I almost got beat up for it, by the way. Uh, I had the wooden spoon in the studio. It was back behind us, and we were able to basically have every show had the wooden spoon on it in 2017. Right? Why? Why was, why was that important? Right? And the important thing was, that's what you earned. That's the trophy you get. Right? If the LA Galaxy had a cheater's trophy, that should be displayed. It should have to go with all the MLS Cups. All right? There should be a little badge. Okay? So, that, again... Let's go over this tenure since 2017. Even Chris Klein was hired and basically promoted to president of the LA Galaxy on January 28th, 2013. So made it through 2013 where they made the playoffs, didn't get an MLS Cup. 2014 wins an MLS Cup. Okay. Playoffs in 2015, playoffs in 2016, then Bruce Arena leaves. So now it's for real. Everybody's on their own. Disaster. Worst club seasons in LA Galaxy history, 2017. 2020 was as bad or worse in a truncated COVID-filled season, right? So 2017 and 2020, two of the worst years. Take 2019 out of the playoff realm because they cheated to get there. You only have 2022. That's it. That's what this organization has been known for basically since Bruce Arena took the training wheels off and left. One legitimate playoff scenario and AEG seems fine. Okay. That was it. That was it. That's what this legacy is for Chris Klein. That's what this legacy is for Jovan Krofsky. Who's been there for Pete Vienas, right? For Kurt Anolfo, for Siggy Schmidt, RIP Siggy. All right. For Guillermo Barrescoloto. Joao Pedro, Jorgen Shelvik. Pipo? Pipo, right? Pipo's in there as well. Giovanni Dos Santos, Douglas Costa, Kevin Cabral, even the recent ones. That's where you're at right now. They cheated, they tried to get away with it, and they got caught. And now they have to figure out what damage control is and how to not let this affect. The transfer thing is a big deal. This is my understanding of it. An ITC or an international transfer certificate, that's basically what MLS is saying you can't have. Okay, so in the second second window. So how did the LA Galaxy go about and prioritize this? Primary window is going to be opening soon. It goes all the way basically until May. The LA Galaxy will be able to add anybody that they need to add during that with obviously their future general allocation money restrictions in there, right? And they can sign any international players they need to. They can bring any players they need. That primary transfer window for Greg Vanny has to be the big one for them because they will have a very quiet, very small secondary window. Right. Or if they do have to go on the secondary window, it's going to be from basically from within the league. It's not just international players that require ITCs. Even if you're going to get somebody who's a domestic player in order to go from a team outside of Major League Soccer to a team inside of Major League Soccer, you need to have an ITC, an international transfer certificate. That's how FIFA logs all the players and knows which team they're going to. Now, great question. Why don't the LA gal why don't you need one for inside the league right cuz technically speaking within teams anywhere else in the world you need an ITC to go from one team to the next even within the same league why does that work in major league soccer i'll tell you 
This is because Major League Soccer is a single entity. So technically speaking, the players aren't changing teams within the league. That's why the league says basically anything from outside the league that requires an ITC, you can't do, but will allow you to do stuff inside the league. Basically, this is a FIFA smack on the smack on the hands as well, right? This is saying you can't operate within that FIFA marketplace. Okay, now I've seen a lot of people who try to sugarcoat this. I'm going to tell you right now, those summer signings tend to change things. Just go back and look at last year. Ricky Pouge, Gaston Brogman, you got what you needed in that time, right? You were able to do business that you needed to do and find pieces that made you. The LA Galaxy finished fourth in the Western Conference. Why? Gaston Brogman and Ricky Pouge, right? You don't have a summer transfer window. You're not going to get those people. And after World Cup... Yes, we think the winter transfer window is going to be ripe with people who want to move. But because of this World Cup in the winter, there's going to be a lot of people who want to move in the summer, too. You are going to be excluded from participating in that. You can't do it as an L.A. Galaxy player. You will not be able to go outside the league. That doesn't matter if it's like Tim Ream, who was going to come back and you're going to get him the whole deal. Tim Ream coming from, you know, uh, a team. Is he still with Bolton? Is he, I don't remember. I can't even tell you right now. Tim Ream coming back to play for the L.A. Galaxy because he's outside the league would require an ITC to come in. That's what you're looking at. So either you're going to have to overpay for domestic talent in order to fill needs or you're not going to do anything in the summer window. And as the best laid plans you have in the winter, not all the players that you want will be available for you. The Galaxy have about 24 players already on the roster. That suits them better than maybe if this happened the year before. But it's still not great. You still should be able to be like, we need to reload somewhere in that, win in that summer season. But as it goes right now, Greg Vanny, who is absolutely 100% in charge of everything right now. Everything. Greg Vanny is king of the LA Galaxy. Okay. Um, as he sits, he reports directly to Dan Beckerman at AEG. There is nobody he has to go through. He is king. So Greg Vanny and his staff, Michael Stevens and Jovan Karofsky and anybody else who is still in there and left after what I imagine will be a clean out. All right. We'll have to plan for this winter window to be their only window and then possibly bringing in depth in the summer from within inside the league and the galaxy have never been great under anybody, but probably Bruce arena at really shopping the inside of the league. All right. They're not real salt Lake. Okay. And going out and getting the free agents that they want to get right now after this world cup concludes the whole deal, the whole race for Aaron long thing. This puts a hamper on that and it puts an urgency on trying to find the right pieces. And if anybody gets hurt, you're not going to be able to go and replace that in that summer transfer window from outside of the league. All right. That's where this is going to hurt. So if you're asking me, I've seen the people sugarcoat it. It shouldn't be sugarcoated. This will be a hindrance and a hamper to the LA galaxy this summer. Unless Greg Vanny starts to become a magician, finds some, some very good interleague talent that they can find and make deals with and make moves. That's hard to do in major league soccer. Very hard to do. So the team that you start the year with is more than likely the team that you're going to finish the year with and not having those midseason reinforcements is going to be a problem. So if the LA Galaxy are struggling or if they get off to a slow start or anything like that, all of a sudden there's a glaring hole that maybe you're like, we thought we had that covered, right? And that happens every year. You're like, this person's coming in. Let's say you bring in Aaron Long as a center back and he comes in and you're like, okay, good. This is the solution to all the problems. Aaron Long goes in there and he's just not good. That happens, right? You can, you, we all say Aaron Long would be a good replacement, good replacement for anybody to sort of come in. And we sort of like him in that position and whether or not, you know, uh, Caceres is going to come back is, is a real question mark right now. I don't know that he is. In fact, I'd put like maybe 70, 30 that he is going to retire or head somewhere else and that he will not play again in major league soccer for the LA galaxy. Right. So if you're going to go get Aaron Long and let's say he doesn't work out your ability to go on the international market and find a center back that you're going to bring in and do things. Maybe the center back's like the worst position for me to like sort of say, oh, we're going to go find somebody from outside the league, because for the most part, it's been domestic center backs who have really been the sort of rocks um, for major league soccer teams. Look at Aaron Long and, and Walker Zimmerman, right? I mean, just two little examples out of 29 teams now. 
but they're not going to be able to do that. That puts them at an a disadvantage and everybody will know that. And they'll know that they'll know that during the summer and there will be a, an issue that will pop up where you'll be like, well, this guy is only worth, this guy's only worth like $600,000. And you're like, yeah, but we know you need him. So how about 800,000 or 850 or 900? You know, they're going to be able to. And it's, it's sort of the same thing that we've argued about international slots as well. When you don't get them early, when you don't get them, when you need them, when people know you need one, they cost a lot more, right? So huge disadvantage for the LA Galaxy whenever they are coming into this summer. All right. I still think they can have an okay year because I think that they were the team playing the best soccer at the end of the year in all of Major League Soccer. Now, whether or not they can find that form for 34 games. If they find that form for 34 games, we won't have to talk about the summer. But other teams are going to reload in summer. The Galaxy reloaded this last summer. Most good teams found some pieces that helped them from around the world and brought them in to sort of help round out or deepen their roster on their way to a playoff run. The LA Galaxy have something going for them. Right now, they have that momentum. They have a belief that they can be one of the best teams in the world. What does it do to them, though? And I don't know the answer to this. I have no idea. What does it do to them to know that their team got caught cheating? I mean, a lot of them can be like, hey, it wasn't me. I wasn't there. Right. That's cool. But at the same time, those things affect locker rooms. They affect management. They affect front offices. All right. So. Very difficult season. Greg Vanny's going to have to manage that. We'll see if they install somebody in the president role once the suspension is up or once they release Chris Klein or don't renew his contract or renew his contract and bring him back. If you're a fan, though, and they're saying, hey, we're just going to bring Chris Klein back, does, does that do it for you? Are you okay with that? I mean, I can't imagine you are, right? And And by the way, I don't want to just put this on Chris Klein. The bottom line is that he's the one who's going to get punished for this inside of Major League Soccer because he's still here. Dennis DeClosa seems to have also been a very big part of this. But the Galaxy don't get to jump up and down and say, yeah, we knew that. That's why we got rid of him because they didn't. They renewed his contract again, like I said earlier. So you can't you can't beat your chest about that, right? Um, I'm, I'm sort of going over some of the notes I wrote. I just want to make sure. Um, the big deal. I mean, somebody asked me, they're like, why is this coming out now? And don't fall into this like trap where you're like, well, you know, the league should have done this in 2019 whenever they knew. I'm I'm guessing they didn't know. I'm guessing somebody talked. Something happened. Something happened that somebody ratted something out. That's the only way that I see this suddenly coming to light being able to be kept as quiet as it did because I can't imagine that this was known for years and years and nothing was done. This seems to be more like this happened and we just found out about it. So I think that's where we sit with the LA Galaxy. Again, um, they're coming up. They're going to be in preseason. We're going to get to ask some questions and stuff, but the bottom line is, and I will let you know if this changes. I mean, you know, I know Kevin's working on it. I know I'm working on it. Um, I know that there are other reporters around that are trying to find out what the current contract status for Chris Klein is. Bottom line is AEG isn't saying so far. And Dan Beckerman's keeping his, keeping his mouth shut. They're prerogative. They're a giant company to enable the order to do that. But if they're trying to show, have the fans trust them, Right, because this does feel like a giant gut punch, doesn't it? Because this is a team that you're supposed to root for, and how can you root for them whenever they're like the Astros out there beating trash cans, trying to win championships by cheating? That does it. Just I don't know. I know most of these people personally, and I feel betrayed just in the discussions that I had about Pavone back then. Do you remember Paul Tenorio, by the way? Uh, There's a lot of people, a lot of Galaxy fans do not like Paul Tenorio. One of the reasons you don't like Paul Tenorio is because Tenorio said something sounds fishy with this Christian Pavone deal. And I went and talked directly to people who were involved in that deal. And they told me everything was good to go above board. No problems. And they lied. Paul Tenorio 
was right. There was something fishy there. He didn't know it. He just knew it smelled funny. Maybe that makes you hate, hate Paul a little less. Okay. They're always saying, oh, the galaxy are cheating. Remember it was the Giovanni Dos Santos thing as well. That seemed to have been done by the rules. Eventually there was a, there was a lot of, cons- there was a lot of talk that perhaps it wasn't going to, right? So, um, I don't know where the LA galaxy go from here. I would like for somebody to come on this podcast and actually answer questions. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I don't. Um, but if anybody wants to save their bacon or just spill the whole, whole thing, just spill the whole thing. Talk about every single part of this, what you guys did, what you didn't Dennis, Chris, Guillermo, any of any three of you who were involved in this want to come on the show and tell us how it all went down. Maybe it was just an accounting error. Somebody, you know what? It was just this tiny little thing that didn't mean much, but it cost Chris Klein months of suspension and a million dollars. That's all I have for you tonight. I think if you're a fan, you should be disgusted with the direction and the, the, the color of which the LA Galaxy have been tinted and tainted by an administration that had for seemingly for years had no business running the LA galaxy. And if people, and if it doesn't change, if nothing changes, then you know what? Nothing changes. There's nothing going to change it. You can get caught cheating. It doesn't matter. Eh, whatever. You know, maybe it's Bill, Bel- the Bill Belichick thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. So what we tried to cheat is because we wanted to win. That's why. Yeah. Except Bill, Ch- Bill Belichick was like winning stuff, right? The LA galaxy cheated in order to make the playoffs and then missed it in 2020. 2019, 2019, it's taken a couple years for it to come to light and it's dead. And I'm glad it did. I'm glad it did because it shows the state of this LA Galaxy team, certainly during 2019, probably during 2020. With Vanny in charge now, maybe a little less. 2021 seems a little bit better. 2022 was a good year for the LA Galaxy and don't let it be skewed that it wasn't. And this 2019 doesn't affect 2022. Except that the Galaxy now can say that they made the playoffs once. And by the way, correct your friends whenever they say it. Oh, well, the Galaxy have made the playoffs twice since 2022. No, they made it once. Legitimately. They made it once. And that was it. All right. All right. I'm glad everybody... Uh, I, 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 like, I know this is a bummer. I hope, I hope it hasn't been weighing on you. I've been thinking about doing this podcast now since Friday afternoon. It was my son's birthday. I got to think about that all through my son's birthday. Now we have a COVID scare inside of the family. So now we're all like, oh, we're going to get COVID. So that's always fun. That weighs on you too. And you got the LA Galaxy out here telling, you know, fairy tales and lies. And and you have to see it. Yeah. I mean, Richard said, I wonder what Vanny's reaction is to this news. I have to imagine he was, he's going to, you know, say, we, we, I didn't know about it. Maybe he has a whole story. Maybe it was Vanny. He blew the whistle. In, t- in 15 years, are we going to get a book written about the whistleblower who blew open the, uh, the LA Galaxy's cheating scandal? Maybe it was just by a, like $20,000. Bottom line is a dollar over whatever the TAM is would make somebody a designated player. It doesn't have to be much. I get that, right? Yeah, Patrick, Patrick, by the way, says, why should Vanny even have to comment? He was in Canada. I'll tell you why, because he's the sporting director now. That's why. That's the only reason that's it's he's going to be put in a position where quite honestly, the guy who can say I had nothing to do with this is a great spokesperson, right? I don't listen. We accepted the punishments that the league has given us. Um, You know, we fully cooperated with the investigation and we accept the punishment. Um, And now it's my job here. I'm going to be Greg Vanny. And now it's my job as, as the, you know, the head coach and the sporting director of this, of this club to chart a path forward. We can't allow the sanctions or the mistakes of others that happened in the past to affect us in 2023. And so it's our job as a coaching staff to get prepared for this upcoming season, knowing that we're going to have a restriction in the summer, knowing that we have a restriction in general allocation money. We're going to have to be creative. We're going to have to be our best. We're going to have to chart the course through these waters. All right. That's what he's going to say. More or less. Greg is great. Listen, I don't think Greg should ever be like sort of reduced to. I know what he's going to say. 
right? But, you know, we've all been doing this for a while, right? We've all been hearing people talk. I can usually tell. I usually know the answer to the question before I ask it. I think that's what Greg would say. Something of that. Now, Greg is also likely to have way more detailed information on a whole bunch of other things whenever you ask him that question. And so that's why it is. That's why you think it is. Um, somebody said, Josh, do you think this is one of the reasons that Pavone didn't come back to the galaxy? No, it was because of the rape allegation. This is the other part of this, right? And it's a weird part of it. It could have been that the galaxy were like, listen, Boca, we're going to buy Christian Pavone from you. And when we do all these payments that we have promised you are going to go away because we're going to buy them. And then Christian Pavone got accused of sexual assault and that stymied the ability to bring him back. Right. 2020, he was a designated player on a loan from Boca. Right. So 2021. Listen, Greg Vanny, I know for a fact. I know for a fact that the LA Galaxy were seriously considering bringing back Christian Pavone in 2021. I had several internal talks with a couple different people about Christian Pavone coming back. And the it was even to the point where it was like, we can't bring him in. It would look bad, right? It would look bad because he has these sexual assault allegations, even though we're very sure that they are false. We're, we, we think we can bring him back. That would look bad, wouldn't it? Yes, it would look bad. We probably can't do that. No, you can't do that. Those conversations were had. All right. I was part of them. I can tell you that in 2021. Greg Vanny thought that Christian Pavone was going to come in. That's at least the indication I've been given is that Greg Vanny was like, oh, good. We're going to have Christian Pavone checklist, you know, check mark. Good. Got him. Um, Jeffrey says, by the way, uh, any chance the FO cheated in other seasons too? Absolutely. Absolutely. How can you say that they could? It's not like you can sit there and say, well, they've never done it before. Oh, no, they did. They, you know, they, they cheated in 2019. That's the whole thing is you don't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. Yeah. Paul's asking, uh, you know, to explain this in kid terms. Uh, so they cheated because they paid Pavone more money. Yes and no. They said it's agreements and payments, right? So it seems that there were other contracts. So there was a contract for Christian Pavone to play for the LA Galaxy on loan from Boca Juniors for $1.2 million. The loan fee was free. That was the main contract that went to Major League Soccer. That's how I imagine that happened, right? Pavone gets paid his $1.2 million. The LA Galaxy get to keep him as a TAM player for just that half season because Boca apparently didn't charge a loan fee, although that certainly brings into that question now that we sit, now that we talk about it. But basically, there's that contract. And what MLS is saying is there were additional contracts or agreements, right? Whether or not they were verbal or written or anything else, I would hope that they'd be verbal because you wouldn't be stupid enough to write stuff down. But you're talking about dealing with a major club like Boca. You may have to write stuff down. So there was another agreement and more payments that were in excess of the $1.2 million that made him a designated player. We don't know what that is. It's probably, again, the fact that Boca allowed him to come for free is probably the biggest red flag. And that's what everybody was jumping up and down before. Right? So we can only assume that that's, that's what, now it could have been, again, it could have been like, Hey, we're going to give you a car. We're going to give you a house. And you don't have to worry about those things. But, you know, that's sort of like compensation. It's compensation. The IRS thinks it's compensation. It's compensation. Okay. So that's what MLS is. And you can't even say alleging, by the way. The LA Galaxy seem to have admitted to this. Or maybe they blew the whistle on themselves. Again, I would love to know. So that's the thing. All right. Do I imagine MLS went through previous seasons and the most recent seasons and double checked everything and looked at things and said, okay, everything's good? Yeah, I do. Does that mean that the galaxy are completely clear and free of this? No. No, but I imagine that they are. I imagine they're probably going to be okay. Does this mean that other teams didn't do this? No, it means other teams absolutely could have done this, but the galaxy got caught. Again, if you're going to, if you're going to cheat, don't get caught. All right. But, these were grown men who made decisions in order to try to save their own jobs and they got caught for relatively small gains, by the way, maybe it's bigger if Christian Pavone ends up becoming a player, you know, in the Miami 
uh, investigation, they cleared all the players of wrongdoing, basically. Like, it wasn't the players' fault. They didn't know. It'd be interesting to see if Christian Pavone was still in the league, if that would matter. He became a DP in 2020, so it's unlikely that it would, you know, they wouldn't have a, a Miami problem where they were basically classifying two or three players still as targeted allocation money players, and they ended up having to be DPs, and basically the contracts were still in enforced. They were able to be enforced with the league, so Miami had to either end those contracts, pay those contracts out, loan people out in order to to appease the roster designations, right? And do all these things that they needed to do. It would be interesting if like Christian Pavone was still on the team and he was still a TAM player. And then you would have to have like some elevation of his status as now a designated player. And now the Galaxy have four designated players and they have to get rid of one and you know, all that stuff. That's not what's happening here though. He's long gone. So Tony asked, what about Jovan? I, I don't know. He was... Um, to my knowledge, he was one of those guys that that should have been involved in this deal. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe Dennis cut him out. Maybe GBS cut him out. But you would imagine he was involved in it as well. He hasn't been punished by the league. That's all we know. And maybe and, and like I said, there's a I would say there's a there's like a 50 50 chance that Jovan wasn't involved in the deal. All right. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking about him. Uh, looks like going to Saudi Arabia for $211 million a year. I think I, I'd probably take it too. Let's be honest. Um, Paul says I'm starting to question Ricky Pooja's. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm questioning Ricky Pooja's contract too. How can you not whenever you do all this stuff? I think you're okay. Um, yeah. How you go out and fix this is to divorce yourself from everybody who did bad things and say, we've cleaned house. We're okay now. And we're ready to move on. And we have a new club president. And being Garth Lagerway is gone, it's Todd Donovan. Todd Donovan coming over president. Like, that would be the way that you could do it. And listen, there should be a lot of eyebrows raised if something like that happens, too. Right? Oh, you're bringing back Todd Donovan, who has a squeaky clean image with Sacramento, who comes in as being a successful you know, president and GM at the USL level, who's a former LA Galaxy player who like everybody loves Todd Donovan. So, you know, hey, that's a good thing. It's like it's a PR move as well. Right. I just happen to believe Todd would be good at the job, but he doesn't have MLS track record. Right. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at, boys and girls. Welcome to the LA Galaxy Cheaters. I'm thinking about making a t-shirt that just says cheaters on it. That's what I'm thinking about doing. Because I don't want the LA Galaxy to profit off of being cheaters, but I'll be fine profiting off the LA Galaxy being cheaters. Um, it's just, it just, it drives me crazy. 33 days. 33 days is whenever the preseason starts. That's how far away you are. 33 days. All right. January 7th, the LA Galaxy report. Greg Vanny as sporting director will be in charge of almost everything at the LA Galaxy, right? You have the Coachella Valley Invitational that will go on through all that. Then eventually, the LA Galaxy will have opening kick against LAFC at the Rose Bowl in the 82 days. What state the team will be in? I'm not sure. It's live on Apple. It's a huge deal, and you can bet your bottom dollar that one of the main storylines will be the LA Galaxy getting called cheaters on national TV for this Apple TV broadcast, and they should be called cheaters. They have earned that moniker. Congratulations. Right up next to all those MLS cups, you are now cheaters. Amazing. Amazing. Suck the fun right out of soccer for so many people. I've gotten contacted by a ton of fans who are upset about this. So if you're upset, you're not the only one. You, and you knew that. You already knew that. All right. Here's the deal for this week. Uh, no show on Thursday. So we will get back to you on Monday. Uh, I think we can do Monday, Thursday next week. Uh, and then we start to get into Christmas and all that fun stuff. So we will simmer for a little Christmas. We'll pick up some shows whenever we can pick up some shows. The schedule is on the live page at cornerofthegalaxy.com. So you can find that. And that's what I have planned right now for all of you. I hope you had, again, I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you were a little frustrated. I hope that if you're a U.S. soccer fan, you weren't too disappointed in the lackluster performance. Good in some areas, poor in others. I hope that, you know, you enjoyed some excellent soccer games in the World Cup that have been coming up. I, th I hope you enjoyed Brazil today. Just running rampant. Oh, so beautiful. It was it was the beautiful game for sure. Um, so that is is where we sit here um, as a podcast. I'll keep asking questions. 
Um, I imagine I won't get answers. I don't blame people for not giving me answers either. I understand what they're allowed to say, what they're not allowed to say, but I really want, I would love to know. I would love to tell you. I'd love to tell you I'm wrong and the LA Galaxy got falsely accused of all of this and they're just going along because it's easier to do it this way. I don't think I would even believe that if they, if somebody tried to tell it to me. So anyway, that's what we got. Um, we will see everybody next Monday. So take some time off. Enjoy deep breaths. Do some yoga, right? Go, go to in and out a couple times, you know, do that whole stuff. The, the holiday season is upon us. Hopefully you get to celebrate with family and all that fun stuff. Um, I think I will get to talk to you before we have our big, uh, invite, uh, public run day with Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus will be at, our train club um, that I, I work at on the weekends, work at, I volunteer at. Even worse, I pay to be there. Um, and I'd love to see somebody out there. So I'm um, really looking forward to it. Okay, everybody have a wonderful day. Sorry to bring you bad news. We will get to talk about more Galaxy stuff as it comes about. Until uh, until next time, we'll probably be next Monday when I see you next. All right. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find some of our news on this and obviously all of our podcasts and other thoughts there. I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week. Maybe get some chocolate chip cookies, chill, relax, set up a Christmas tree, light a menorah, do all those fun things that you do around the holiday season. Uh, and we will get back to you here very soon. All right. For Mr. Kevin Baxter, who's still covering the World Cup, I'm Josh Pato Guessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>